welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear my voice, you are exactly where you need to be. I am your host, Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Uh, Karen will not be joining us tonight as she is helping her baby boy move on to a bigger and brighter future at college. So uh, we wish him good luck, and we'll you know miss you as well, Karen. So good luck with all that. Um, so tonight we have got an excellent show, a really big show. Uh, we have... Three guests. We have Brandon Alvis and Matt Goldman of the American Paranormal Research Association. Um, they are returning guests. Uh, I believe that the last time they were on was about two or three years ago. And we are going to be talking about their appearance on the Science Channel, uh, on, on the Science Channel television show, The Unexplained Files. And with them, they are bringing Dr. Harry Clore. He is a scientist and author and educator, film, produ- uh, film producer. And um, what I find really, really cool is that he wrote four episodes of Star Trek Voyager. So everybody who listens to the show knows that I am a major Trekkie. So that is who we have on the show tonight. So it should be a really good show. We should have some really great conversation. Um, So on Sunday night, I am going to be a a guest on uh, Living Paranormal. I believe it's on Blog Talk Radio, among other – among others, uh, some other channels, and I'm going to be uh, talking with Rob Henry and Robin Marie, who is now the co-host of that show. Uh, I always like talking to Robin Marie. She is our most frequent flyer guest here on Paranormal Underground, and uh, it'll be interesting to be on that other side of the table from her. So, Cheryl. Good evening. How you doing? Good evening. We have a new um, Paranormal Underground, correct? Yes. A new, a, new, a, new, a new issue. We have a new issue online. It's finally there. It's at paranormalunderground.net. You can right. go there and you can purchase a PDF for a small fee and get all sorts of paranormal goodness. And um, you can also email me at editor at paranormalunderground.net if you want to sample it before purchasing. No, I'll just give you a free issue, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> just ask me for, for, for an issue and I'll give it to you. And then you'll 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 want to co- keep coming back. I just know it. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. We have a a very interesting profile with a group that we had on recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a Q and A. Yes. Um, so check that out, uh, Brad. And I'm gonna butcher his last name yet again. De- depletion, and that's not at all how you say it. But um, <laughs> he's with a group in Louisiana. I think it's I think it's Duplechin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think which... I think you are right. So. I think so go with that one um and then we have a, a little pair chat with ian lawman who's from the uk and is a psychic medium and exorcist and you've probably seen him seen him all over the tv he's been on things like most haunted uh, most recently on haunting australia and other paranormal shows yeah i uh, i actually found a couple of uh, I, I talk to rob demaris quite often and i uh, found a couple episodes of their show on youtube and yeah he's uh Ian Lawman's a pretty hardcore guy. I guess yeah. he he used to be a bare knuckle fighter in England and only ever lost one bout. So you know he, the guy's a badass. 
Okay, that is news to me. Wow, a bare knuckle <laughs> fighter. Interesting. Yeah, I, that's. Ouch. I guess that that is really popular in in Great Britain is bare knuckle fighting. So. Okay. Better them than me, I, yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> it just sounds painful to me, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, speaking of Rob, uh, Paul Green uh, wrote a Q&A. Well, actually, Paul had him, had Rob on his radio show, and he did a little transcription of that and talked with Rob, and Rob reveals all sorts of cool stuff behind the scenes of Haunting Australia, of which mm-hmm. he helped to create Yes, um, and, and stars in. So that's very interesting get a look little look behind the scenes there and then we have a couple of cool stories um on uh one is a special report by ian ian white and ian white writes about attachments and ian interviewed a number of people in fact he even interviewed you rick so, yep. <laughs> so that was interesting um about attachments spirit attachments is what we're talking about and right. how they happen why they happen you know, how maybe you can prevent them from happening. Um, You know, whether it's possible to have a good spirit attachment or are they all bad, that kind of thing. So that was really, really interesting. And then... mm -hmm. I was just saying, Ian's a good guy. I talk to him frequently too. He's a native of London and uh, he really knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Ian is super cool. He's been writing for us lately on some really interesting topics, and he has more to come, by the way, some really interesting stuff. So stay tuned for more from Ian White in the magazine. Um, And also, Rick, uh, we have part two of your article on the abduction experience. Right. Um, Part three coming in in October. And then we also have an article that you wrote on the ancient Ram Inn, which a lot of our listeners might have seen on many a paranormal show including uh ghost adventures and most haunted and you know all sorts of ghost shows so you know what i i i would i would give anything Mm -hmm. i mean anything well maybe not anything but um (laughs) to to spend one night in the bishop's room Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be the most haunted room in the entire ram and you know, people are people say they talk about the uh, the incubus. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, and it's like I'm a male, so I really don't have to worry about being attacked by an incubus because they really kind of only go after females. The succubus, however, yeah, that's one that dude's got to worry about. Right, right, exactly. I don't know. You're braver than me. I I might want to go during the daytime, but uh-huh. I don't know about at night. You know what, though? I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, I would love to meet um, the guy that owns the place. His name escapes me for right now, but he, he's kind of like a wild-eyed Willy Wonka-looking kind of guy. Yeah, but, and I'm uh, sorry. His name escapes me, too. Gosh, it just... Yeah. Yep, sorry. Don't know. I lost it. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Usually I remember this kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Uh, it's 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 a it's a um, it's on the bucket list of it's on the para bucket list for Rick here. Oh yeah, definitely. I was trying to Google it real quick because you know you got to use Google, but I can't even find it because my computer's too slow. <laughs> Curse you, computer! We'll get that name. We'll get it at yep. some point. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from our guests tonight. It's going to be riveting. I know it, and. Um, we're really excited about it. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a really interesting show. And I'm really interested to talk to uh, Dr. Clore because he is a physicist as well as a chemist um, to see what his uh, feelings uh, or, you know, I, I hate to use the word belief because belief is, um, you know, is faith. But um, so I'll use it for lack of a better term, um, his belief in the par- in, you know, paranormal activity. Yeah, yeah. Interesting perspective and I can't wait to hear him talk about it and um, look at it from a very scientific point of view from Mm -hmm. someone who practices science and who has studied it intensely and um, I think it's going to be pretty cool yeah I think so too Uh, it's it's definitely um, you know we 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 need to have that every now and then uh, to find out how it is that you know physics and you know views this kind of thing because from what i understand i mean i guess that even that quantum physicist physicist or theoretical mm-hmm. physicist are now saying that yeah it is possible that human consciousness does survive the death of the body so uh but you know we'll talk more about that with uh, dr harry clore tonight awesome so uh what we are going to do is we are going to take a break to pay some bills and when we come back we're going to be talking with brandon alvis and matt goldman of the american paranormal research association as well as physicist dr harry clore so stick around this is paranormal underground radio at hazyradio.com it's going to be live This is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the AZ Radio Network. Join host Rick Hale along with paranormal investigator Chuck G on an exciting new web series. SCNIMYearEvents.org, YouTube, and UK's The Haunted Channel. Ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, urban legends, eerie events, chasing the unknown. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey everyone, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. I am your host, Rick Hale. Joining us tonight is Matt Goldman and ideally Brandon Alvis of the American Paranormal Research Association. And we are also joined by Dr. Harry Clore. He is a scientist, author, educator, film producer, CEO of Jupiter 9 Productions. And one thing I do find very cool about you, Dr. Clore, is you wrote four episodes of Star Trek Voyager. So guys, welcome to the underground. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, you know, Matt, we're going to start with you, and hopefully we can get Brandon on the line here soon and we can bring him in. But um, you, I, some, one of the things I like to ask, uh, you know, especially with paranormal investigators, what is it that got you interested in this uh, field of inquiry? Well, I'm from Virginia, and you know it's a very old place. Uh, yes. And uh, I, as a kid, I had a lot of events happen in my home. Uh, but the one key incident that happened to me uh, was it took place in boarding school, or after boarding school, actually, as a teenager. When I, I went to a school for troubled kids, and I had a best friend uh, there. And every morning before class, we would promise each other you know, uh, to prove that there was an afterlife. If one of us died before the other one, we would we would visit. And uh, this was a promise that was made on a daily basis for several years. And uh, I left school, and one New Year's Eve, I was at a friend's house, and I heard the sound of uh, everybody was in bed, and I was sitting at the kitchen table reading a book, and I heard the sound of somebody crying. And it was like just the, the, like the breath of someone trying. To, it sounded like they didn't want to be heard. It was hard to hear. And I thought I was coming through a vent in the floor or something, and I walked around, and everybody was asleep, and I sat back down, and I heard it again. And I said her name. I said Allison. And I just felt this incredible rush of energy, and I had this whole emotional conversation with her. And um, I felt at peace and loved, and I went to bed. But just really the, the amazing part of the story, you think, during an experience like that, you'd want to drain every moment because it's so such a bizarre and phenomenal event. But right. uh, I felt so content and so loved. I was just like, well, thank you so much and good night. And uh, I forgot about it the next morning. I think I wasn't capable of, like, retaining that information. And three days later, I got a call from my high school art teacher asking me if I was sitting down. And I, I said, Allison's dead, isn't she? And it was like... I don't know, a door opened and all the memories came flooding right back into my, my, my head and I just hung up the phone. I was shaking. Uh, so that, from that moment on, I, uh, I, I just made a habit of trying to experience everything I could that would put me in the way of having these kinds of experiences. Right. Yeah, that that is definitely one of the most intense experiences that I've ever heard. Um, and very personal as well. Um, so you have this experience and you, you know, you go on through with your life and you, you know, you want to look more into this. How was it that you, uh, how did you come to hook up with uh, Brandon and the American Paranormal Research Association? Well, I, um, you know, I, I have a, an interest in this and um, I was dabbling online in different forums and looking at, uh, you know, different groups that had 
evidence online, and I and I, and I enjoy doing this on my own. Mm-hmm. But uh, to tell you the truth, I'm more afraid of other people than I am of ghosts or spirits or the paranormal. I'm, so I'm the I, same I, way. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah I'm really, yeah. really kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very careful about who I get really close to, and I met a man named Scott Grunwald. And he does a uh, comedy show called The Stew online, and we hit it off. And I, yeah, and so he lampoons the paranormal. So I got to work with him on his show Mm -hmm. uh, and meet all these people. And I met Brandon through that show. Uh, And of course, I was just blown away with, you know, the the work that he does with APRA, the integrity uh, that he brings to this this field and uh, I was lucky enough to be invited out by him and the rest is history. Yeah. I definitely I I definitely one that appreciates uh, people that have integrity because I, I was talking to uh, I was talking to my wife earlier today and I and I said that this is a field that really it does demand integrity and it does demand or demand honesty. And it's just so very sad that you don't that you have so many people that you know they come into this field for all the wrong reasons and then then they make the rest of us look like you know bad. Yeah, I've I've found that there's uh, there's a few types of there's a few there's several different schools of thought out there. There there are some people that really want to get the best evidence and they somehow feel like they're in competition with other people. Yeah. Uh, there are other people I've been in a dark place with who are obviously faking evidence and have obvious, no clue that real phenomena exists at all. And uh, then there are the people that I, I love and know. That I, you know, At this point, I've been in the field long enough to have amassed a wealth of friends that, that sure. do have a lot of integrity. So there are some really great groups and great people out there, Boyle Heights Paranormal Project being one of them, mm-hmm. uh, Linda Vista Hospital, just to off the top of my head. Um, so let's talk about um, you guys are slated to appear or you have already filmed the an episode of Unexplained Files. Um, and it looks like you're going to be at that one of the most haunted places in the United States is featured in your guys' episode that you investigated. Let's talk a little bit about Preston Castle. All right. Let's, what what is what is your take on Preston Castle? Haunted, not haunted? Uh, what kind of stuff goes on there? And then you know, of course, we'll talk about your um, filming the uh, filming the television show. Well, the president was my first time there. Uh, Brandon has been up there several times with the team investigating uh, previously, and he has a wealth of information on this place. I was very excited to go there. You know, it was known as the Preston School of Industry. Yes. Uh, it was a, uh, a home for, uh, you know, a place for uh, juvenile delinquents and uh, the, the orphans and, and the like. And uh, it also served as the... Uh, the nearest place for medical stuff, you know, so anybody in the township that had a, a like a sickness, they would quarantine them there, yada, yada, yada. Um, the place had seen every story of abuse, I guess you could have in a place like that, you know? Um, and the result is that there is a, there are a lot of shadow people stories in this building. So I was very excited to get in there to try to uh, to investigate this phenomenon that's been reported there, and that's what we're doing on the show. It's, it's along with some experiment, experiments that Harry can probably talk about. Um, 
we're we're going after the shadow people phenomena. Right. So, and, and you know, the first time I ever heard of Preston Castle, it, it broke my heart because I'm I am a counselor at a uh, at a school that's very similar. Oh, to that. really? Yeah, yeah. I work the that's overnight fantastic. shift. Yeah, it's I've been doing it for 14 years now, and I absolutely love it, and I love working with the kids. And it gets very trying sometimes, and it can it can get violent every once in a while. But you know, you work up a rapport with these guys, and you know, you can you you get along really well with them. Yeah, I, I had a special place in my heart for it as well because, like I said earlier, I, I was in a, in a school for for troubled kids. So yeah. um, I, I kind of I mean that's another reason I had a, a hankering for the building, as it were. You know, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's definitely. Um it could be very rewarding, but at the same time, I got enough scars to last me a lifetime from the place so far. But um, so you talk about with the shadow people and, uh, you know, Dr. Clor, I'd like to bring you into this as well. Um, what exactly, guys, what exactly is a shadow person? Because you hear a lot about it. And the first time I ever heard about it was from one of my personal heroes in the field, uh, Brad Steiger. Had a chance to talk to him on the show about a year ago. It was great. What, what is your take on the shadow person phenomenon? I don't want to hear you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I uh, around uh, this is Harry. So around the world, there have been various reports of entities called shadow people. Uh, in fact, the the number one uh, report of shadow people is, in essence, a dark entity instead of the traditional sort of human uh, ghost or the 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 white image. This is more literally like a shadow, except it's not laying on something. It's actually uh, more like a hologram floating in midair. Um, throughout the world, however, there are also other colors reported. Uh, so they're not all necessarily like a black shadow. They're, they're everything from green and blue and red have been reported in various cultures. Um, as to whether or not they are uh, something real that's paranormal or a trick of some sort of light phenomena or any number of other sort of uh, anomalies, uh, that's to be discovered. So rather than make a conclusion uh, as a scientist, uh, one opens it up to say, well, let's investigate. And, and of course, in many of these cases, people are just seeing tricks of life. But does that mean in all cases they are? Uh, who knows? Um, you know, as a science fiction writer, I can come up with all kinds of explanations from the paranormal to even more exotic things. It need not be a, a, uh, a departed soul or something. What if this was a quantum phenomena that uh, you're actually seeing an echo from another uh, universe? If we have an infinite number of universes, um, there are more than one explanation possible if you want to play the what-if game. See, now, and I, and I am interested in, um, in that about you, Dr. Clore. Um Basically, mainstream science really doesn't make a whole lot of room for um, uh, the human mind surviving the death of the body. You know, I, you know, a ghost, spirit, wraith, whatever, what have you. What are your thoughts? As uh, I mean, you have two PhDs, uh, both in some pretty heavy-duty uh, sciences, chemistry as well as physics. What is what is your um, belief on this? Well, so actually, um, I will. Uh I'll just take a small issue with the idea that 
science makes any statement about what happens uh, when, when we die. Um, in, in reality, actually, in the the lack of the lack of information, um, one cannot actually say uh, a definitive statement that there is or isn't something. Um, and in fact, many of the greatest scientists from Newton and Einstein uh, had very deep um, spiritual beliefs uh, that included, of course, there being an afterlife. Um, for my own sake, uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's as it is as simple as a lot of people who are in the field of science. Who I think take a very cause and effect sort of approach. They believe that oh, because we know certain things now, we know everything. But the fact of the matter is, is uh, we really don't. And it's the height of hubris to sit there and say, oh, I, I know that there is an afterlife. Um, let's take the following thought. In, in the physics world, at the highest levels of uh, not just quantum mechanics, but quantum chromodynamics, everything is described by a quantum field, Okay. right? Yes. And by that, it doesn't mean a sum of fields. It's not like the ocean where there's a bunch of different waves. It's, it's one sum of everything in the universe. Every, every quark, every electron, every lepton is part of one giant uh, quantum field. Well, okay. that to me sounds like you're describing perhaps uh, God. You're describing a, a entity. Um, and, uh, so in the realm of physics, I can look at things and say, well, if nothing physically is real and we're all just a wave, then maybe we're just all thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, 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 my point of it is, is it depends on how one wants to interpret the field of physics as whether or not one wants to point to it and say, well, actually not only are there spirits, but everything is really a quantum wave. So a spirit would be part of that quantum wave. Uh, and uh, there's a much deeper reality that exists in the universe. And uh, I think what needs to be done is just to investigate these things um, and apply proper scientific uh, methodology rather than just have one group of people who have a desire to have a result, and so they can use poor instruments and come up with a result, and then other people who can then just go by their opinion and say, no, no, there is no paranormal activity. Um, I think it's something to be explored deeply, and whether it tells us something about the paranormal or about the universe or about our own psychology, there's something to be discovered. Right. It's And, and I find what, what I've always found very fascinating about this is that this is not something that is new. There have been beliefs in, spirit, in a spiritual realm uh, spiritual things, whatever. Ever since you know, mankind dropped the tail and fell out of the trees. Um, you and well, one of the things that always really interests me is that and it doesn't really get touched on a whole lot these days. Is psychic ability? Um, do you think that that this that people who have or you know report to have ability, as I've met some people that are incredibly impressive with what they can do, um, do you think that that is something that's on a that's on a quantum level as well? Uh, what do you mean? In, in, well, just just in general. I mean, something that can be is it something that can be explained by physics? Um, if in fact it, it you know psychic ability. 
assuming that it does exist? Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't go into the quantum realm to, well, actually, I guess in, in some ways, depends on what, which phenomena. Okay, psychic phenomena is literally a thousand different things, right? So, for instance, let's say someone, since we're, we are what I would say spitballing, say someone has the ability to um, predict the future. Mm-hmm. Are they... Are they actually predicting the future, or is it that there's only certain things in the future that they can predict, and one would do an experiment, for instance, and find out that the things that that person predicts are only the things that they could possibly know themselves. So uh, my point being is, is are they just remembering something uh, that they themselves are going to experience in the future, in which case, you know, sort of a holographic universe approach is... Uh, is it possible that you're just repeating everything over and over again, or, or all, all things have already happened and you're just moving through them? Um, in that sort of theory, that means it's not, that is a kind of a, a quantum approach in the sense of a, a holographic universe. Does that make sense? No, that, that versus, makes sense. Versus, versus me being able to predict anything in the future, including things that I myself won't ever experience. See, and, I, and 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 although I, you know, I very much in you know incorporate psychic ability into my own research and own investigations, I always have had a trouble with or buying precognition. Only because, from what I understand, is is that the future hasn't happened yet. That the future is written by what is going on in the present and by what has gone on in the past. And I just. I can't understand how it is that you can see something that if it hasn't been written yet. Well, maybe you can connect to your future self. So the things that you are going to experience at some point could be so impactful that you can remember them uh, into the past. Which is That's different than being able to predict the future. What I'm saying is, is that you're go- you will be choosing a path and in the in the sense of quantum mechanics, where every decision you make creates another universe, in that sure. in that group of theories, then if you do project yourself in the future, and so your your eye are are uh, you're going to to look at some numbers on a card, and the card numbers that I never show you, mm-hmm. you would never be able to to predict, but the ones that I will show you in the future, perhaps you could predict. And that's an experiment that you can you could conduct and, and see if that happens. Now, the card thing probably isn't a big enough reward. So the question is, is, is there an emotional component? Are there events that happen so strongly uh, to you that you are literally reaching from the future back to yourself and remembering them? Is that the reason why why certain things are are being able to be predicted and other ones aren't. Yeah, that actually makes um, that that and I hadn't I hadn't considered that uh, that option, but definitely. Um, so let's talk about ghosts and hauntings because I know that there are a lot of different theories concerning um, you know what people call ghosts and what people call hauntings. You know, one of the theories is is that it is of course a human soul. Um, I think that a lot of people do believe that. I myself 
believe that as well. Um, but there are other theories such as time slips. And, you know, with a place like Preston Castle, is it possibility that the past and the present have somehow meet in meet there um, and that past is projected rather than it being an actual uh, soul of a person? Well, I think, I mean, again, in the, if one's going to theorize, I'm not, I'm not one who really, I don't, I don't think there's much actual in a theory of, oh, uh, emotions or something have been recorded in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if, if there's a really horrific experience that's there, um, is it also possible that, uh, it can be projected from the past, uh, to the, to the future? Or is it possible in a many universe theory that, of course, the event that's so horrific, uh, is repeating itself in different universes and it's bleeding over? Or is it the very fact that you're going there, um, that you can somehow feel the past? So one's projecting forward and one's feeling backwards. I mean, there's, but the, the point of it being is there are many different possibilities. It, it, another possibility, of course, is that people are just imagining things because they they think there was a horrific uh, incident, so they're going to to, to feel that dread and horror. Um, these are all, I think, viabilities other than there being a natural haunting. Right. No, I, I absolutely agree. And, and you know, and, and I think that you would agree with this as well. Basically, all we have in this is theory and conjecture, nobody has any hard proof or hard truths yet. Right, so people have their personal experiences, which are very powerful, and we've all had them, even myself. I've had, had things that that I would say uh, are beyond what my, I could explain through normal things, but mm-hmm. that is a subjective experience, and what people are looking for is, is for there to be some actual evidence. Well, I strongly believe that um, if there's a real phenomenon, it is something you can capture. I disagree with the idea that, oh, um, it's so unique and special you can't capture it. Uh, that, I think, is just an excuse for bad investigating or the fact that maybe at that one place there is no phenomenon. But I do want to point out that, you know, again, for your listeners who, you know, who are strong believers probably in, in the paranormal, that in science... While there's a lot of things we can do, including reprogramming singular life forms, we have yet to figure out how you could literally make life. And therefore, no scientist can truly say, oh, there, there's no such thing as a soul, there's no such thing as an afterlife, because there would be conjecturing just as much as somebody saying there are uh, real ghosts that are in my house. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it's just... It just always seems to me that it's like you have you, – if, if, every time you think you answer something, you you answer you might answer one thing. You have a thousand different questions. But, you know, you talk about capturing um, of evidence. You know, recently there was a television show that was going to be coming on, and I, I, I'm not going to name it, of course. But they, they say that they're able to capture an actual ghost. Do you think that we have come to that kind of technology yet that we can actually, you know, basically be Ghostbusters where we can capture a ghost and hold it indefinitely? Yeah, I would say no. <laughs> yeah, I would say no, too. <laughs> I'll give you a definitive answer. Uh, no, no they don't have that. Price <laughs> yeah, I would say no. I mean, one of the things that we're doing on this, so on the unexplained files, 
uh, in our episode, which is serving like a backdoor pilot, is to take a different approach to studying this phenomenon. It's to take an approach of, of a person like me who's a scientist working with, you know, veteran ghost hunters who investigate the paranormal and saying, uh, how do we, how, how can we use better techniques on one hand and, and what are the other possible explanations on the other hand? And not really sitting there and trying to make a, oh, I know what's going on here, but instead trying to find out what's going on there. Taking more of a, uh, a detective approach versus what I would say is a religious or opinionated approach. And I think that's the fun of, of what we're doing in that episode uh, versus the type of show that you're describing, which I think is just far-fetched yeah it's it's definitely more science fiction and fantasy than any kind of science fact but um you know dr clore how is Uh, it and i've written i've written a bunch of those too actually where you can capture souls so (laughs) i think it's still (laughs) one of my episodes (laughs) okay very cool so how is it that you as a you know an eminent scientist get hooked up with um you know one of the one of the best paranormal research groups in, in in the world, in my opinion. How did you hook up with Brandon and uh, Matt and the rest of APRA? Well, I, I know everyone through Matt, and uh, as a scientist, I've always kept an open mind uh, about everything. Um, and actually, it's always been a deep interest of mine because, um, and, and I have a lot of uh, similar experiences with Brandon and I, um, yeah, we both we've both lost uh, people in our lives early on. Um, yeah. We both lost a, a brother to cancer and a brother to suicide. Um, we have lots of, of life and death experiences. I, um, in fact, when I was four years old, drowned. Um, and so I've, I, from a personal standpoint, I've always been uh, very comfortable with the concept of life and death. And I think a lot of people don't want to deal with with death straight on because that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about mortality and is there more to this life than the brick and mortar around us? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a question that needs to be investigated and needs to be looked at uh, versus stick your head in the sand. And these guys actually want to find the answer. They don't want to push their opinion. They have their own beliefs, which is good, but they actually want to use better scientific methodologies. They want to, I mean, in experiments like in, say, hunting for neutrinos, 99.99% of the time the signals are false. In science, we try to figure out where the signals are false. In this field of investigation, other than uh, APRA, other people don't care if the signal is false. They just want a signal and they can point to it. And that's what made me want to work with them, in addition to the fact that they're cool guys. Right. So with you, it is more about the how and the why rather than the what. Uh, no, I'm very interested in the in the what. I mean, I, I, I in places where numerous people have experienced some sort of phenomena, I want to know what that phenomena is. Is it psychological phenomena? Is it chemical phenomena? Is it spiritual phenomena? Is it some other uh, a phenomena that would lead to new science. Um, the the point is, is when you find anomalies, you should investigate them. Um, and we all know that a lot of them, and even Matt would agree that a lot of times people report things and they're just imagining things. But in other places, there is enough 
occurrences where one goes, well, something else must be happening there other than people imagining it. Right. You know, Matt, feel you know, feel feel free to jump in with anything that you want to uh, want to say. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. We yeah, Matt, jump in. Swear, but uh, yeah, it's um, you know. When when people say that you know that it's like well you're just hallucinating or I've, I I hate the term mass hysteria I call it mass hilarity because I just I don't I don't buy that at all but when you do have you know several hundred people that say you know they go to a haunted place and they all experience the same phenomena I would say that that goes just that goes beyond the idea. right. Of, of coincidence. Right, and now you hit, hit on something really important, right? So you said 100 people in one place all experience the same phenomena. Now, sure. that, that doesn't happen very often. That's actually, that's really, you know, compelling stuff to investigate. And through using uh, newer cutting-edge technology that Harry brings to the table um, and trying to map out things and take notes, uh, and dutifully write down uh, barometric pressure from phases of, to the phases of the moon to the time of day, you know, what would really be the holy grail for me that would prove something is like, okay, do I see a pattern here? Over time, can I establish that these different events in combination will produce this type of paranormal event? Like, can I then, after studying this for a while, go back and predict this is what's going to occur in this location because of these factors. You know, that's stuff that's never been done for, before. That's like the, the golden apple for me. So, right. So, you um, well, so, people are experiencing a phenomena that's similar because they know about the phenomena or they're just randomly going to a place. Uh, and in fact, if you tune into the episode... I think you'll see that uh, we run an experiment of that type to see uh, what happens if you tell people there's a phenomena and will they be able to experience it or not. That's actually a really a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's that thing called mass hysteria, which you can induce, um, and it's a real phenomena, and uh, it's one of the things that we explore. Okay. Very good, then. Um, so with with that, you talk about, uh, you know, using technology. Um, what what exactly are you guys what what do we do expect in this uh, in this episode of the unexplained files? Um, what kind of technology will you be using? Well, in that episode, I mean, we had done uh, um, we had done some very interesting experiments, including uh, with uh, infrasound uh, experiment using a device that's that's used to actually detect. Uh, illegal nuclear testing, uh, as well as uh, check for earthquakes and all kinds of different phenomena. I don't know, because we haven't seen the edit, whether any of that's making it into this episode. We didn't use that device at Preston, but you may see it from previous investigations. Uh, in this episode, we were looking into the effects of of fear and the effects of other things that might cause people to have experiences. And sure. so we investigate that as well as we try to set up uh, methodologies for capturing images and sound that can help prove that there's a phenomena there. Um, 
And, and I, I, uh, is the disadvantage, of course, is that, that we have yet to see the cut, but, uh, we did do over the last, uh, uh, this year very interesting experiments with, with unique science. Okay. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about all the technology and, and everything. We always seem to forget about the psychology behind this. Um, you know, there, there are various, you know, different kinds of um, uh, mental illnesses that, you know, the schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, of course, which have, you know, do feature with uh, hallucinations. Um, Matt, in your work with APRA and, of course, you know, with yourself, of course, Dr. Clore, how often do you guys come across people that do seem to present with some kind of uh, mental illness? Well, here's, this is uh, this is another great point that you've, you've brought up. I um I don't feel qualified to deal with that kind of a thing uh, personally. And and APRA, you know, we we investigate uh, historical landmarks or historical locations. So they are not family homes, not places okay. where people are currently living. Uh, for me to walk into a home where there are children uh, and there may be mental illness or, you know, other kinds of compounding factors, uh, drug addiction, whatever, whatever kind of anything that can induce this kind of psychosis going on. And for me to exacerbate that, it would be completely irresponsible. So I try to stay away from that. I can recommend that to some people, but I usually, as much as people don't want to hear it, I usually tell them that if it isn't something that they can't, they can't, like if there's stuff flying around the room, that's one thing. But if it's something that you really can't prove, you may want to exhaust every avenue that you physically can do as far as uh, counseling or, you know, getting in touch with your spiritual center, these kinds of things before you move on to saying, ah, my house is possessed by something. I, I just personally feel like that's kind of reckless to, to go and, and do. But there are people who are more qualified to do this. I'm not one of them. Okay. Very good, then. Um, so here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to take a break. And, uh, Dr. Clore, you touched on something that I want to talk about a little bit more because it is a new kind of research and, you know, investigation tool is infrasound. Sure. And uh, it, is, it, it is something that fascinates me. I wish that I could afford the equipment that's involved with that. But what we're going to do is, is we're going to take a break. And... Um, you know, we're going to, when we come back, we can talk about that. So, everybody, this is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Um, we have been joined tonight by uh, Matt Goldman and Dr. Harry Clore. Um, hope, I'm hoping maybe we could hook up somehow with Brandon. Um, so, please stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking to these two gentlemen some more, more fascinating conversations. So, uh, just uh, come back and see us. This weekend, on. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. 
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. I am your host, Rick Hale. Uh, we have been having an excellent conversation for the last 45 minutes with uh, Matt Goldman of the American Paranormal Research Association, as well as uh, physicist and chemist Dr. Harry Clore. So thank you so much, guys, for sticking around for another segment. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Uh, yeah, it's a fascinating conversation. Now, now, guys, we touched a little bit on something uh, before we went, and it's a new way of investigating Rick, that really um, Rick, we also have really Brandon on the line as well. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard Cheryl come through. Um, is infrasound. Now, a good friend of mine in England, is um, he works a lot with infrasound, and we have kind of like a debate whether or not infrasound actually causes people to think they're seeing or if it can actually amp up uh paranormal activity. Um, Dr. Clore, can, can you explain to our listeners exactly what infrasound is and does it cause people to hallucinate or does it amp up already existing paranormal activity? Well, so uh, the it is known that infrasound at certain frequencies can affect not only your visual sensors but also kind of... Uh, create feelings of dread and, and, and odd feelings. And so we know by just being able to run experiments, in fact, we have done them uh, with APRO where we've, we've taken sound, uh, uh, and, uh, which is, uh, for your listeners, is, you know, like a very low frequency, say 18 hertz. Uh, and by doing a, a generation of infrasound, uh, we can instill, uh, you know, different feelings in somebody. Um, the question of, of it, one could say, well, but that's a natural phenomena. Uh, Hang on one second, Dr. Clore. I just wanted to welcome uh, Brandon Alves, founder and investigator of American Paranormal Research Association. Brandon, you there? I'm here, guys. I apologize. I'm uh, currently working a telethon for ABC Television, and I missed the the boat on this one. I apologize, but I just wanted to call in and say hello, and thank you guys for supporting us and having us on your show. We really appreciate it. It's our pleasure. We were going to call in and make a play since you're on a telethon. Well, I just wanted to call and say hello and thank you guys so much. I got to jump back on this camera. We're doing a live telethon, so thank you guys so much. Thank you for supporting APRA. Thank you guys for supporting our pilot on the Unexplained Files, and I really hope everyone watches and live tweets during the show and uses that hashtag Unexplained Files. Fantastic. All right, thank you so much, Brandon. Hey, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a great show, and, and thanks again. Okay, thank you. Okay. And, and Matt, when, when does our episode air, Matt? Our episode airs October 14th at 10 p.m., uh, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, so anyone on the West Coast with a satellite feed, you might be able to get the East Coast feed, but check your local listings. Uh, on the science Please show. watch. Yeah, on the science, on the science show. show. Yeah. yeah so we, going we, back to science, so infrasound, I mean, and this was like the early experiments, but, but we've repeated them. Your question, of course, is whether or not infrasound could also be. Um, let's let's take it from the the pro stance, which is, is well, 
maybe there are things that naturally produce infrasound, but are there things, for instance, what if a spirit uh, was able to, to create infrasound, and that's why once in a while you detect them both either at the corner of your eye or mm -hmm. through uh, some feeling of breath. So, so one could, could, could try to, to flip it and say, well, maybe there's something else creating the infrasound. Uh, now, in many circumstances, it's one can investigate and find a physical thing that's creating infrasound. So I, I don't find that to be a very strong argument. Okay. But what I think it, it does is it says, look, in some cases it's infrasound, but in other places we don't detect infrasound. So uh, maybe there's a different phenomenon. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's, it's yeah, a I, I was. Um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Matt. Well, I was present during this experiment, and you know, I've been in many, many places over the years investigating. And in some instances, uh, there has been genuine crazy phenomena going on around me, and and I have felt, you know, you get some physical sensations associated with this, and. When that experiment was happening, it was, I, you know, the people that were with me felt these kinds of things. And, and I have to tell you, it felt very similar to that type of sensation. You know, you can't hear it, but the, the type of pressure that you feel in your chest, and it's very similar. So... It's interesting. It was a very interesting experiment for me. And when, when, they, when they turned it off, when you turned off the, the machine, it was like night and day. Right. And it, you can't hear it. You can't really, you don't feel it. Like, you don't feel it, feel it, but it's, it makes a big difference. It's a very interesting thing to, to go through. So, Matt, I've asked you, uh, I guess, live on the show, uh, were there any, like, unique differences, though, in terms of what you feel? Were there any differences? Um, you know what? Uh, there, there weren't. There weren't that. There, the experience wasn't that different. The only difference is, is when I get it in a location that's active, I'm collecting evidence. Like there are things. There are other things that are happening that I catch on uh, my digital recorder, or through the, the microphone of a camera, or. Um, you know, things uh, block shadow pass through light, this kind of a thing. Like things actually happen. But nothing was happening while this was going on. The only thing that was happening is I, I had the physical sensations. And it wasn't just me. It was, it was most of the people in the room that w were not, didn't have any knowledge that this was going on in advance. They, uh, and they were all, most of them were people who were paranormal researchers. So um, it was it was something that we all kind of uh, agreed we were feeling at the time. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting thing. So um, and, and uh, uh, while that does show, I think in in, in certain places that it's not paranormal, it's infrasound. Um, it doesn't show that that's the case in in all of them. Uh, and as a as a scientist. It just opens up a way of investigating to say, okay, uh, in certain places, this is probably what's going on. Um, the other interesting thing is, is in this experiment, um, the number of people that were affected uh, was a large number of people, whereas in, in other places, 
only certain people who are very sensitive affected. So does that mean that that people, some people have hypersensitivity to infrasound? Uh, there were, in this situation, there were a lot of people that were affected. And I think uh, there, a great number of them, it was for the first time. Like, they hadn't actually had this happen before, so they were surprised. So I think the experiment actually physically affected more people, whereas when I've been in a location with other people, it's not everybody that gets these sensations, you know. Um, it's not as large a reaction. So. Right. So what, what I would say for your audience is, is that if, if people then are feeling this phenomena, a, a, a thorough investigation would be to eliminate infrasound uh, okay. as the source. Um, and if infrasound is, is eliminated, then one can say, okay, then something else is causing it. Yeah, you know, and and that brings up you know too uh, with uh, with EMF, uh, the electromagnetic field. A lot of people say that you know the same thing with that that they say with infrasound that you know it causes people to think that they are seeing something. So you know, it, there there could be any number of um, of factors in why people think they see ghosts. Would you agree? Right. So sure. an EMF could 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 affect you, but. But um, since Bannon isn't here, I'm going to speak for him, which he would then say, yeah, but what <laughs> if ghost is creating that EMF cells that's affecting you? Um, so therefore, you have to, if you do detect a field, uh, and it's a very strong field, and there's no physical phenomena for it, then are you therefore detecting an entity that is affecting you? Uh, I know it's not my job usually to speak for him, but but uh, I'm trying to play fair. Um, on the other hand, if there is a physical phenomena causing that field, then that could be causing you to think you're experiencing something paranormal. Sure, of course. Um, so I, you know, there's just there's just so much more that we could cover tonight. I had so many more questions, but uh, you know, I'm really really hoping that we can have you guys back on again sometime. Well, I would like that. Let's yeah, hope your listeners can watch the show and call in and and, and, and tweet and and tell them, hey, let's let's see an actual show that that investigates phenomena from both a science and a and a paranormal angle, uh, and uh, then maybe we have many more conversations. Right. So right now we have come to the point in the show that we have called Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. And uh, bringing, starting it a little bit early since there's the two of you. And uh, you guys can talk about whatever it is that you want to, that you want to sell websites, books, television programs, uh, just anything that is just a same, uh, shameless self-promotion. So Matt, we'll start with you. Oh, well, I basically have one thing to promote, uh, and that is the idea that I'm going to be able to continue working with Harry and, and the group um, and in ways that that only having uh, financial backing could give us. You know, uh, right now I drive a truck for the studios. Like, I'm not, I'm not out, you know, we all use our own money to do this. This is something that's... Uh, a very intriguing hobby for most of us that we're able to do, and gratefully so. But to be able to work with a man of Harry's caliber and to use his expertise and intellect to apply to this field, if the potential for this is just so stunningly amazing for me. And I, I can't 
get that through to the audience enough how incredible this opportunity is for us. Um, so I would encourage your listeners to watch the show on the Unexplained Files on October 14th. Once again, we're not sitting in an editing bay looking at this thing. It's really, I don't know how it's going to come back to us. Uh, I feel good about it. But the, the key is that people tweet uh, at Science Channel at Paranormal hashtag Unexplained Files. You know, we want to see more. Um, and that would really help us a great deal. Great. And what's the name of the episode? The episode is Shadow People and the Sun Sun God or Sun King or oh my God! What are yeah, something like that. The key is it's the episode of the Shadow People because people may have different listings and times. Um, and I'll echo. I mean, we're on this show. I mean, I'm I'm doing a, a ton of different things. I I have technology. Companies and and I right now I'm I'm writing a feature for Fox called Hill Wind. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of things, but what I really want people to support is uh, this episode and respond. Let let's get APRA out there and us doing some more work. Um, so if you tune in on October 14th on the Science Channel, either nine or ten o'clock for the Shadow People and the and the King God or whatever their their second part. Is. Uh, <laughs> And, and just say how, you know, they want to see more, that they love it, because um, it's a backdoor pilot, and it's the first time that Science Channel's ever done this in the history of the Science Channel, is to take another person's show and stick it in an existing series. Uh, and uh, let's let's have science take a more open view and investigate this stuff, rather than have one side say, no, 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 and the other side just believe it. You can find us on Facebook at Apra Paranormal. Uh, we have a website, AppraParanormal.com. Uh, we have prior investigations, uh, different video and audio things you can listen to. Uh, you can email us, uh, Apra at AppraParanormal.com. Uh, get involved. You know, okay. get busy with it. We're we're a bunch of really great guys, so absolutely we're accessible. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry, man, I interrupted you. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just saying we're accessible. We're not, you know what I mean? Email us. Talk to us. Okay. And uh, Dr. Clore, where can people find you? Uh, where could you find me? I guess uh, I have a Twitter account. I think it's Dr. Clore. Um, and it's Harry Dr. Uh, Clore. Yeah. Oh, it's Harry Dr. Clore. See, I, I actually I'm, I don't really uh, tweet very much because I'm so busy. Um, you can find me there and... Uh, you can find me at uh, APRA. I mean, I can be contacted through through that website. Outstanding. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, gentlemen, for joining us tonight. It's been a very lively as well as informative conversation. Um, always like having on this show because here at Paranormal Underground, not only do we want to entertain, but we also want to educate. And I hope that people uh, will come away from that show tonight. So, um, Dr. Harry Clore, Matt Goldman, thank you so much. And I hope we can have you back again sometime. Well, thank you for having us. I hope we can come back. Yes. Thank you. And I, and I want to give, give a shout out to my buddy, Michael David Ward, and his Loween uh, uh, creative property. If you guys are into this, you'll love Loween. It's, it's, it's all about Halloween in a different way. It's very you cool know what? Great. On that note, I'd also like to mention Michael Rudy and J.J. Seacott, the, the two other remaining members of APRA. They don't really 
get enough mention. They're terrific guys and integral to the team. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Yeah, absolutely, I echo that. I mean, they're equal members of the team, and uh, yeah. they had a- okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again, guys, for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, some other time. All right. Great. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You too. So, Cheryl. Hi. Good evening. <laughs> you know, evening. F- incredibly fascinating conversation. Um, yeah. It's always nice to get, you know, somebody from the mainstream scientific community, their take on this subject. Yeah, we don't get to do that enough, I'm afraid. Um, but it is very nice to get that perspective. I, You know, maybe in the future we could do that more. Um, but definitely a good conversation. Way too short, of course. <laughs> But just glad that we were able to speak to Matt and Dr. Clore and um, uh, for a moment there, Brandon, and hopefully we can have them back on. I'm really looking forward to their episode on the Unexplained Files. I've been watching the show, um, which, of course, features different types of cases and whatnot, um, paranormal history, that kind of thing. Um, And it's pretty interesting stuff. And so I'm really excited. We'll put it out on our social media closer to the show. And um, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I have to check and see if we get the Science Channel. Um, I know that we get it on our cable carrier, but I'm not sure if we if we are subscribers to it. Uh, so okay. I may have to wait until I can find it online or somebody uh, jacks it and puts it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll definitely have to catch it somehow. Right. So, um, you know, any anything else that, you know, that we need to cover before we, I mean, we, you know, um, I just oh, 10 minutes to, here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 10 more minutes. Yeah. I want to talk about next week's guest uh, just for a oh, moment right. and then talk about Chuck's guest who's coming up next live after Paranormal Underground Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, next week on our show, we have Doug Engler. He's a paranormal yeah. investigator and he also has uh co-hosted um, some paranormal radio here on Hazy. In the past, he's currently uh, actually hosting an anime uh, radio show for any he does anime, anime awesome fans thing. out there. You yeah. know, <laughs> I love anime. You know, it's just, I, I just, I don't know, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he regularly interviews voice talent and then, of course, covers the anime news. So for anyone okay. who's a fan, I know he's on Sunday nights on hazyradio.com so tune in to that show and okay. he's also of course a paranormal investigator and that is why we will be talking with him and we'll discuss all sorts of cool paranormal stuff and um and that'll be great and then we actually are going to be um going on a two-week break uh because we chad and i will be moving so we're we're going to take two weeks off but still tune into hazy radio because Hazy obviously has a, a whole bunch of cool shows lined up, right. uh, paranormal and otherwise. So um, make sure to still tune in. And then we'll be back on October 16th. And that interview will be with um, Arthur Miller. And he is the author of a book called The Empty Lot Next Door. And that particular book is part memoir, part, actually, it's mostly memoir. A little mm-hmm. part fiction, so it's it, it basically was based on real life events events that um, Arthur experienced during his childhood, 
And um, and so it's basically we'll be talking to him about those events, what happened, and how they affected him, and and that kind of thing. Right. So um, it should be an in- interesting interview. Um, I know you're working on an interview with um, someone for October. I don't know if we should reveal it yet or not, but um, yeah, I have to I have to drop him a line. Um, you know, it's kind of a a lot of these guys are especially uh, uh, investigators from overseas. They're kind of hard to get you yeah. know a beat on. You gotta you, you you almost feel lucky to come into contact <laughs> with these guys, right? Yeah. Well, we'll save that up for a little bit longer. Maybe maybe next week we'll we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've got some good stuff coming up. And if also, I just want to um, remind anybody who wasn't listening at the beginning of the show, you can find Paranormal Underground magazine at paranormalunderground.net. Right. Yeah, and with uh, with Arthur Miller um, in in his book. I, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be here that night as it is. Mine and Jamie's 12th wedding anniversary. Wow, congratulations. 12 years with no parole. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now you're looking forward to another 12. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, we'll miss you that week, but happy, or happy uh, early anniversary. Uh, Thank you. And also, uh, I want to wish a happy early birthday to Chuck Gotsky. His birthday is tomorrow. Chuck. And... Yes. Um, yeah, um, happy birthday, Chuck. Don't party too hard. Um, and speaking of Chuck, his show is up at Next Live on Hazy Radio. He will be interviewing Clarissa Vasquez, and I hope I pronounced that right. Um, and she is a paranormal researcher, and she also hosts Paranormal Re- Radio right here on Hazy Radio. Oh, so we're kind of like borrowing from each other. <laughs> From different shows yeah yeah it's kind of turn, turning the tables and yep should be fun yeah you know what and i i have learned you know that being on the other side of the table mm-hmm. is actually i'm, I'm kind of nervous when i'm when i'm being interviewed i'll, I'll admit to that I, it's just it's I'm, I'm usually the one doing the grilling not having the grilling yeah. done to me yeah it's because the spotlight is all on you oh you're god in that chair yeah <laughs> a little nerve-wracking yeah and you know like we said at the at the top of the show i will be appearing on living paranormal with rob henry and uh excuse me the reverend robin marie who is a uh, who is a fan favorite as well as uh you know being a favorite guest here on the show we have to get rob marie back on i think it's been quite a while since she's she's been been on our show yeah she's she's probably our most probably the person that we've had on the, the most, you know, often on yeah. the show it was like five or six times now. Yeah. It's between her and William. I don't know. William yeah. may have caught up. Yeah. You're, they're definitely racking up yeah. the frequent flyer miles here at paranormal underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So I think that that's probably it for the both of us. So, you know, I'm going to, Call it a night, a couple minutes early, and uh, you know everybody, just be be sure to watch Brandon and Matt and uh, Dr. Clore on uh, the Unexplained Files as they investigate very scientifically Preston Castle, and that is on October fourteenth. Uh, check your local listings. It sounds like it's going to be a great episode. Definitely. Okay. Well, on behalf of everybody here at Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com, I'm your host, Rick Hale. And uh, and on behalf of Karen, who cannot join us tonight, and of course, Cheryl, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back next week. Good night. Good night. Would you like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio? 
email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.